Hey everyone, and welcome to the Hearts Unglued podcast. This is a weekly podcast where I invite guests or go solo and dive into topics that are hard, ugly, and are often hidden in our lives. Life as a late teen and young adult in the modern world as a Christian is anything but easy, and no topic here is off the table. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to Hearts Unglued. Uh, this week I have Jonathan Hahn as my guest. Hi, John. Hello. <laughs> I just stressed him out before I press record because I told him I don't edit these usually. Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was hoping that I was like, oh man, I hope I can, you know, receive the, the final, the final look at it before, after it's edited. She's like, oh no, we're not editing anything. I don't edit anything. The only time I edit straight off is the like, cuff. Yeah. The only time I take anything out, really, is, like, if there's, like, an extended period of silence. <laughs> I think we can do a like, couple of those. You know, yeah, we can make that happen. <laughs> we can make that. I mean, <laughs> I literally will just fast forward and take those parts out. I know. <laughs> so, if you say anything extra traumatic or tragic, we could take it out. But I don't think okay. that will happen. That doesn't come from me, but no? it's okay. <laughs> I like the usually the stuff that people want to be edited out. That's the yeah. juice. That's the good stuff. <laughs> you look so stressed out. No, I'm good. <laughs> no, we're fine. So, who tell everybody who's listening just who doesn't know you? What's a little snippet of the life of Jonathan Hahn? Okay, I should have known you were to ask this. Just like right now, like what's going on? Okay, so my name is Jonathan. I am a young adult um, involved with our young adult community here in Troy, Michigan called 1829. Um, Awesome community. Uh, That's where I spend a good part of my my Jesus life. Well, I guess my whole life is Jesus life. But (laughs) it's a a good part where I spend my church time as well as other areas. I work full time um, in the automotive industry, like most people here in the Detroit area, and I'm not sure what else. I mean, how, how deep do I go? Group? I lead a small group yeah. on Mondays. Yeah. What are, what are? Let's see. What's your favorite food? Oh, I have favorite foods. I don't foods? know if I could just choose Give one. Five. It's like Top saying, five. like, what's your favorite movie? You know, you can't just choose one I know. movie. I always stress over that. And I also don't really watch movies. Yeah. Are you, like, documentaries or something? No, I just, like, I feel like it's too much commitment to watch, like, Oh, you want those? <laughs> so your but TV I'll shows then, right? I also watch, like, eight episodes of Parks and Rec. But, like, one movie is, like, too Ron much Ron Swanson is my spirit me. animal. Yeah. I can yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> I who's your favorite character? Oh, so Ron is is Ron your favorite? Or Either is him or favorite? April. I love April. April and Andy. That yeah. whole situation. Just because I love Aubrey Plaza, I think that's yeah. what she's like in real life. That's what I like. Read some. They don't have a script like for that show. I believe that. Like I was reading it's something. It's just like they have like a general idea of what's gonna happen in the episode, and then uh-huh. they just like let them go. So like everybody is who they are. Have you seen her interviews? They're so Aubrey funny. Plaza? She is April. <laughs> So there's someone put together a 16 minute like like I don't know a whole thing of just snippets of Aubrey Plaza interviews uh, like uh, and whether it's like the Tonight Show yeah. or whatever the Late Show and and they just put it's like a 16 minute long video on YouTube 
of just about her interviews, and it's the greatest thing ever, and I watched all of it. <laughs> Twice. Is she your celebrity crush? She's like my celebrity best friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so from our conversation from earlier of who you would go to dinner with out of anybody, would Aubrey Ooh. Plaza be one of them? No. No? If I had to, like, I have to be selective, right? So you're like, if you had to go to dinner with anybody in the world, one person. Would she be in your top ten? Aubrey Plaza is a person, like, I would go and meet up after dinner. We'd be like, <laughs> okay, let's go grab, like, now, like, let's go go putt-putt or something. Yeah. I don't know, like. Dinner's too far. I don't know. I don't even go play putt-putt. I don't know why I said that. But, like, the activity after dinner, whatever that is. Yeah. Then I'd be like, all right, Aubrey, meet us up. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. She might be a little... I Yeah, I could see that. Like, I feel like dinner is in-depth, like, deep conversation. That's what I would imagine you wanting. Yeah. Like, life lessons. Yeah, if I had to pick someone, I'd be like, oh, man, like, I want to just pick your brain. Yeah. Because I'm just super curious. Yeah. Yeah. Her, I just want to, like... I don't know, create mischief. Just like, I just want to listen to you talk. <laughs> There's some people in my life that are like that, or just like, just yeah. let me hear you talk. Who's someone, can you think of someone right now off the top um, of your head? Christina Buglioni. Okay. Yeah. Stay tuned, everybody. Yeah. There's fun stuff happening with her. And S- then... Sessions with Christina. Sessions with Christina. They're going to get exciting. Good stuff is coming. Fun stuff. I'd listen to that. Apparently, people want to listen to me. <laughs> I want to listen to you. Apparently. Yeah. I have an interesting mind. The other day at bowling, somebody came in and they had a shirt that had Abraham Lincoln on a bear. And my immediate reaction to it was, whoa, whoa, Lincoln on a bear. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I said. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. Was up. he riding this bear? He was. Okay, Abraham well, like Lincoln a, was on a bear. Yeah, like it was a chariot or like a yeah. horse. And that was my reaction to it. You know what I think about? Like I just noticed you have I you have Abe. Abraham Lincoln. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was your I thing. I love when I was from third grade until eighth grade, every report I had to do on a person, was I picked Abe? Abraham Lincoln. No way. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I didn't know this about it. It all started because I was up north. And we would spend like two months up north, like when I was little. Like we'd come home for like a week and then go back up. Like we'd do like three weeks home one week and then like three weeks were you in like a log cabin pretty much it was really boring like it was just me and my mom and my brother sometimes it was just really boring and like i know people are going to hear this and be like you're spoiled but like actually sitting (laughs) in a house with like your mom and your brother for three weeks and like no cell phone service like nothing that builds character. It got right there. real boring. No. Some of our most intense fights <laughs> growing up it? happened during that time. I don't know. It was something stupid, I'm sure, between me and my brother. But we went to a garage sale that was going on, and they had this really old book that was based on the life of Abraham Lincoln, and it was like written in like story version. So I fell in love with the story character who happened to be Abe Lincoln. So from then on. Was it similar to the real Abe Lincoln? It was. Like, it was, like, based on, like, real-life events that somebody just... It was almost like Little House on the Prairie. Okay. Like, it was all, like, based loosely around, like, life events. But it was Abe Lincoln. And I fell in love with the book character, and it was Abraham Lincoln. That's interesting. Right? I didn't know. He was, like, a really awkward human. So you... (laughs) 
I can see that. <laughs> like, his, like, wife's dad did not approve of them getting married because he wasn't a farmer and, like, all this stuff. But they, like, were so in love. Like, it's so cute. I'm going to have to pick your brain on Abe Lincoln facts. I love Abe Lincoln. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, it's a weird thing. So that's why that, because that picture was a mural in Royal Oak. Do you know, like, and my you, know, you know everything about Abe Lincoln? What's his favorite color? Probably red, white, and blue. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, that's an interesting fact about me. I love... Is this supposed to point towards me? It's actually a really good microphone. Yeah. Yeah. I had somebody sit... When Laura, she was sitting on the couch, and she got picked up on the episode. Oh, dang. During Eric's. It's a good mic. 20 bucks. Amazon. Good stuff. Because I'm not singing or playing music into yeah. it. I'm just talking, so it doesn't have to be that high tech. But it reaches pretty well. <laughs> so what else about Jonathan Hahn? So I I would have to describe myself. What's your Enneagram? Oh. I think I recently decided. That you can't decide. You have to take the test. I decided. This is, where, <laughs> this is how we're going to do it. What? No, I did take the test, but it gave me equal... Actually, I took a screenshot because I always forget, but I got equal ratings on three different areas. Really? What were they? It was like a 731 or... I don't know. You want me to pull it up right now? Yeah. I need to know. I took a... This reveals a lot. Well, what did you decide on while you're looking for it? I think I associated most with the 7. You're a 7? Yeah, see, he says... Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. You got the same score. Oh my god, I've never seen this before. Yeah. Which it also made sense though, because as I was going through each type, I was like, well, that's not all me. I don't know. I've never met somebody who has three different types of Enneagram a seven, three, and a one. It's interesting because the ones are like very into like their moral character, Mm -hmm. the threes are achievers, and then the seven, we'll talk. We'll talk. (laughs) I want to hear it. I, I don't know, sevens, because I'm a two, and uh-huh. sevens try to be twos. Yeah, we're like wannabe twos? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Your other numbers come in okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I most no, associate I with, like... No, I lots of love with my sevens. Yeah. You guys like human relationship, but you also like your own bubble. Yeah, that's yeah. you. Yeah. True that. a dope bubble though (laughs) a well-dressed bubble so moving on from that what's something like how did you so like you said you lead a small group you go to church your whole life is jesus essentially amen like how did you get to that have you always been there oh 100 percent. yeah no (laughs) (laughs) not at all um, my life's weird, and the only reason I say that, I'm sure everyone's like, oh yeah, my life's weird, but I guess everyone's life's weird. My life's weird because I almost, it's like, I almost describe it as like a contradiction. Okay. Like, even like the things I like are, I don't know, contradictory to, like, I don't know, I'm scared of heights, but I like rock climbing, for example. You know? Um, Do you like it because you're afraid of it? Because I'm kind of like that. 
I think for a lot of things, yes. I like to do things that I I'm scare the of. piss out of you. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And That's you just are like, I want to do it. That I want to go rock, like dive. What is that called? Cliff, cliff jumping. Ju- cliff jumping. Because yes. I'm terrified of it. Yes. I want to do it though. It's kind I'm of so awful, scared. but it's it's also yeah. fun. Yeah. I remember when I first did like forty feet. I, I was like, this is supposed to like you're like, when anything above 30, 40 feet, I think you get time to think while you're in the air. <laughs> like, it's not like you just jump and you, like, hit the water. Yeah. It's like you're like, out there for a couple of, You're, like, falling for a couple of seconds. So you're, like, like, you have time to be like, oh. like, this should be over. Why haven't I touched the water yet? Why am I still falling? <laughs> right. That's true. Oh, gosh. So, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, you should definitely try it, though. It's a I good time. I think I am. Yeah, I think that's on my short list, though. A couple cliff jumping spots. So. But anyways, where was it going with that? Back to your, oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You're contradictory. I've had a lot of caffeine, so we might jump around here quite a bit. <laughs> um, as I'm drinking this green tea. But yeah, like my personality, just everything's like very contradictory. Like, yeah, like I'm scared of heights, but I would I like cliff jumping. I like rock climbing. Mm-hmm. Um I really, really attracted to like um, understanding myself and and just growth in general. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I got to where I am. But no, I wasn't always involved in community. Actually, I was anti-community for a very long time. Um, I grew up with faith and the church and my mom and dad went to church and I grew up in, I think, like a Methodist church that ended up switching to a denomination church and things like that. But I always was, like, very anti-community because at the time, like, as a kid, I always thought community was for the weak. Yeah. Like, I thought, oh, like, people who can't hack it with God. Yeah. They, they, they need other people to help them out because, like, because <laughs> for me, like, I took, I took, like, faith as, like, it's between me and Jesus mm-hmm. and, like, that's like that's the relationship there it's me and jesus and outside of that like yeah i should be helping other people come to jesus yeah but if i'm surrounded by other believers am i really helping non-believers become believers it's like what i thought is like a 10 11 12 year old 13 year old and so obviously that's false a community is not for the weak (laughs) because we're all the weak i'm weak now but (laughs) i was a strong 12 year old no, but yeah. So like, I actually didn't believe in community for yeah. a very long time. How did how did that like affect you like as a twelve year old like from going forward from there, like the lack of community? Did you find yourself filling your community? Because like everybody needs community and like friends and stuff. It's just kind of like where you find it. Yeah. So I had so. massive amounts of I guess community, but like they weren't. It wasn't Jesus based community. Mm-hmm. It was uh, like worldly. Yeah. So I, I had a lot of friends who um, either didn't believe in God or they believed in God, but they didn't really follow God. Or okay. people who were like, one of my best friends is Muslim, another one's atheist, or another one's agnostic, and another one's yeah. Christian, but like more of a priester. Yeah. Uh, it only goes on, you know, Christmas, Easter. And so um, I surround myself around those people. Um, and as a kid, I don't know. It was mostly just because it was fun. Yeah. And, and like, did you stay a strong believer while like in your teenage years because of that or 
I did up until I was about 14. Yeah. Then I did. What? I was like, I was like a really <laughs> weird kid. Like at, like at the age, I remember when I was like 10, 11 years old, even up to 12, like I would come home from the bus, lock myself in the den. My mom's not yeah. home from work yet. So we'd get home and it would be like an hour or two before she gets home from work. So I got the house to myself and I would just lock myself in the den and I would spend that time praying. Are and you serious? Yeah. And wow. Like just going over like my sins and pray like, and then oh I would read gosh. scripture and like I would spend like 30, 40 minutes after yeah. school that way and wow. then go about the rest of my day. Interesting. Yeah. Did that last? Up until I was like maybe 14, 13. Yeah. 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 What changed? <laughs> I wanted I wanted to do I wanted to do I don't know the fun life stuff. Yeah. yeah I wanted to do street things with my street friends <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what like what did that end up like just going into like late teens like just a quick like quick synopsis of like 14 to 18 what did that end up looking like because it's probably very different than reading your bible in mom's den oh yeah <laughs> i lived it up so i actually willing i like consciously walked away from god and what i mean by that is like at that age at 13 14 i understood what what i understood of grace at the time was like god's grace is perfect and it's unfair meaning like it's given to everyone mm-hmm. uh, whether you deserve it or not mm-hmm. like salvation is what's been done on the cross is done there's nothing you can do more or less to to receive God's grace and so I understood that at that at that age I was like oh well I can just go and I don't know do whatever I want and like yeah indulge in the flesh and appetites and things like that and and then I could just come back when I'm all done with all that stuff after however many years yeah and just pray and like earnestly and genuinely authentically like repent to God is it so and funny how like we plan that? To I happen? plan that's messed up. I don't know who thinks yes, but I thought that. I don't think it's interesting. I think it's kind of messed up. But yeah. But I think a lot of people do that. Like they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna live up life, and then when I'm ready, I'll tell God that I'm really truly sorry." Yeah, what's wrong with for you? Like, why do you that do I that? haven't even done yet, but I'm planning on doing? Yeah. Like, how sorry are you? <laughs> You can't plan a genuine apology. Like, if it was genuine, you wouldn't have done it in the first place. Right? So it's a weird, yeah. It's, it's A lot of people do that, though. That's a very common mindset. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I did it, so I don't know. Like, it's... It's messed up, though. Yeah, yeah a lot of people do, do that. <laughs> a lot of people do that. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. We just don't do it in the first place. But no. We wouldn't like... have stories, so... And it's like you're trying to take advantage of the system. Like you think you've figured it yeah. out, and you're like, okay, well, I can go and like enjoy like the things I want to enjoy, and then I come back and I'm like, good. And so that was the thing. Like I was like, I planned at like fourteen, fifteen. I was like, I'm gonna walk away, God. <laughs> like, and yeah. then when I'm ready to come back, I'll come back. I like genuinely repent yeah. and like ask Him forgive me for those things. And like, I know God's grace is perfect. So therefore, like I'll be cleaned mm-hmm. from that, and then I can. I don't know, like walk with him because I actually felt a lot of stress at the age of 13, 14 of like the type of life that God calls us all to live. Mm-hmm. And I, my, my maturity and faith at the time was very, very low in terms of my understanding of how he wants us to live. Yeah. 
and so like I think I took a lot of that as a burden too and and so like I was like I just want to party like I wanted to drink like I liked girls like I I wanted to do all these things you know I wanted to like almost get arrested but not get arrested like (laughs) like we were throwing water balloons at cars just stupid things like I don't know as a 14 year old kid but so yeah that was the game plan and I did it and that's what I did and what I come to learn like although when and then reality hit me when I was 22 23 is that just filled with all years of debauchery party party hardy or yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) lots of fun stuff lot Uh, yeah you could yeah you could describe it as that yeah world fun stuff yeah i mean it is pleasurable if sin wasn't pleasurable no one would do it right um so yeah it was fun but (laughs) how did it not as fun as this you know it. Yeah, this course. is a great time. <laughs> this takes the cake on any of those big parties. Oh, 100%. 150%. Well, what did that end up like? Okay, so that's a long time. That's like years. Yeah, of... it was probably like six, seven years. Yeah. So how did that end up coming to a head for you? I just came to the end of myself, really. What'd that look like? It looked like someone who was just, like, seeking pleasure and fulfillment in a bunch of things and just indulging and realizing, like, as you indulge, like, it feels great at that time but then feels really empty afterwards. Yeah. Um, Like, I always kind of use that analogy of, like, candy versus like like real like substance food mm-hmm. like that candy like if you let's say you're really hungry and you haven't eaten six hours like you can eat some candy it'll taste really good at that moment but like 30 minutes later you'll feel awful yeah because there's no substance there yeah you know versus like if you were to have an actual meal mm-hmm. you know a proper meal so yeah it was just very unsatisfying unfulfilling empty um and i knew there was more like, I always just knew there was more in life, like, yeah. than just breathing, eating, like, enjoying things. Like, I was like, there's got to be more to this, you know, than just, like, consuming the world. Yeah. And not just consuming as in eating, but consuming as in everything, like, TV and just sucking whatever pleasure you can out of anything. Yeah. And, like, I think, you know, a lot of people in college are like, well, that's pretty normal, but I don't know. I got sick of it. After a while. What did you end up filling that feeling with? Dread. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm just, I'm just kidding, but I'm not. <laughs> You're up and holding a little. <laughs> so, because I think, like, once you come to a point where you're so empty and, like, the realization that it's been empty for seven years and you just keep emptying it, like, yourself more. Like, what did you end up... Did you go to God, like, right away and fill it up that way? Yeah, but that's the thing is, like, you don't get filled up right away. And right. so, like... Like, that, my whole plan of, like, okay, God's grace is perfect and I can come back and I can be forgiven and I mm-hmm. could be made whole again. Like, that is true. Like, I, that part I did get right, but there was a whole other part I was missing and that there's consequences to your actions. So Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, so, like, all that stuff I did for, like, six, seven years, like, that did things to me, to my heart, to my perception, to what I felt was normal or not normal, Mm -hmm. to all these things. And, um, it, it, yeah, there was consequences to, like, all my actions that I had to deal with. And so, for me, it was, like, it wasn't just, like, okay, I came back to God and everything was, like, hunky-dory. It was, like... I had to, like, scratch and claw my way for, like, two and a half, three years before I even get got to a point where I was, like, fully, like, ready to... Because God works with you in steps. Right. You know, like, he knows he needs to take care of, like, this portion with you first. Mm-hmm. And then once he got that done, then he'll, like, okay, we'll work on the next thing. Yeah. The next thing. And, like, sometimes, not sometimes, like, oftentimes, you need to complete that before you can go on to where you're ready for the next thing. And mm-hmm. so... For me, like, being involved in community, that happened. Um, I dove, like, headfirst into 1829 in, I think, August of 2017. So, like, I went just all in. But I actually was working with God since, like, 2014 on getting back to where I should. So there was, like, a lot of things that for, like, three years that we worked on to get to a certain point before I got there interesting did that like carry over into like your personal life like did what were some of like the changes that had to happen when you switched from party life into a life of god um everything yeah everything yeah everything had to change um who i was hanging out with what i did for fun what i considered as fun like what I took pleasure in um where I invested my time Mm -hmm. um all of it like so so like that transition like I think that's one of the biggest that was one of the biggest uh challenges in my young adult life from like 21 to 24 25 25 like during that period is like transitioning from like living a worldly life where like the things that are most important to you is like your status or your job or like you know another person whether it's a relationship um you know how many countries you traveled to what experiences you experienced and took joy from versus that transitioning to like having jesus as the center of your life and him pouring his love and joy and spirit into you and through you and through that you see so many other things happen and occur and and you feed off of like this well that's like completely unlimited and and it lifts up certain parts inside you and your soul that you didn't even realize is there mm-hmm. and like that's where your joy starts to like express itself out of and so from transitioning from a to b yeah um yeah that that's it's not easy. No. You said earlier, like before I pressed record, there's a difference like in transitioning between following Jesus and knowing Jesus. And like just knowing God isn't it it's not the same thing as following. Yeah, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of people, including myself at one point, who who believed in God, meaning like they're they believe that there's like some higher being that exists. Mm-hmm. But then, or, and then they, maybe they go to church on Sunday or whatever, and then there's people who follow him, 
and in a very literal sense um, they walk with him like mm-hmm. step by step all throughout their life it's it's a it's a relationship and so those those two things look very different yeah and they do we were talking today earlier at lunch about just how we were saying like we like sometimes people are saying like how do you follow god like how do you put everything aside and trust and it's because we tried <laughs> yes. we tried to live life how we wanted to live life we saw what is like the other way <laughs> didn't work out great it didn't work out very well it's a lot of emptiness and sadness and tears <laughs> you so, think you've got it all figured out what lambs is saying is like people come up they're like oh how do you trust god with like your whole life with your life your like your soul your job your relationship all these things like how do you do that so much and like it is but then it's like we looked at each other and it's like because the other way you suck <laughs> <laughs> we try to yeah. try to take our word for it Blair. it's you have to follow full force yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't look. We're and then we were saying yeah. we're like maybe we're just really yeah not we're good just at life. really bad at life. I think this one is we're so terrible at it. We need a higher being. <laughs> we need somebody showing us the exact steps to take. Sometimes even to the point of like, what should I eat for lunch? Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you get advice like well that. on that? Sometimes. Do you give them choices or are you just like, hey, where's my chicken? Well, sometimes, like today, I was like, I think God's telling me to eat a salad, but I got mac and cheese instead, and we'll see how I feel later. (laughs) (laughs) But, (laughs) no. You're going to experience consequences. I'm going to experience consequences. (laughs) There you go. It's a real life example here. (laughs) Day to day example that I don't do it well when I'm making my own choices. (laughs) So. But in the bigger scheme of things than, like, lunch and stuff, I think it's interesting, like, seeing just how everything, like, played out. Like, both me and you have had the experience of living life for our own desires and, like, desires of the flesh versus... And, like, being able to see both of them in young adulthood is, like, such... I feel like not a whole lot of people get to see it. Like, both... Mm-hmm. of them happening around like the same amount of time in your life where there's like so much transitioning happening anyways and like so many people like still like you go down to any big city and like everybody's living for themselves for the most part yeah like you go to like these nightclubs and bars and whatever and it's like everybody it like I was that mm-hmm. and it's so cool to look back though and see like where that was and like what that led to was just like emptiness and it's not anything of substance you feel like you're growing you feel like this is what you're supposed to be doing in your yeah. 20s and yeah. like everybody says oh it's your 20s like you'll never get them back you have to live them up blah blah, blah. Yeah. but it's like the world saying that and like when you live it it's like there's nothing yeah. there. You're like, this is, this sucks. <laughs> We're really Going not good at it. the bar sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and you said earlier too, it's crazy because like you change like everything. Like everything about you changes. Like even the stuff that you find joy in. Yes. Like yeah. it's so weird. Like I never, if there is any proof that there is a God, like that's enough for me. Because I do not find joy in the same things that I used to. And I think if I did the things that I used to do, like, I wouldn't... It's, like, I'm, like, a totally different person. Mm. Like, now, like, 
I recently went to one of the bars that I used to go to, like, just by chance. Like, my friends, like, wanted to go to that one. And I was like, this is awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, this like, is not, I, like, yeah. yeah, why am I here? I literally thought while in the bar, wow. These people need to go to 1829. <laughs> like, these people y'all need are Jesus. so empty. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> I, you're all going to be hungover in the morning and filled with regret. I've lived this life. You look really dumb right now from a sober-minded person, but you but think you look really great. But it gets really old, though. It like so Even before old. I decided to come to God with everything, like, mm-hmm. when I was 20 or 21, and I was still partying in college, but I was, I was done with, like, the bars, I think, by the time I was 21. Or just drinking because it was just it was the same thing over like it was yeah. like rinse wash repeat like it, it got so old it like is. we would get super wasted you'd end up doing something really stupid that was actually pretty funny but you wouldn't even remember because <laughs> you got so drunk right and so sometimes you'd remember the stories half the time it was like 50 50 chance yeah or you remember parts of the stories yeah or, yeah and then and then like you'd wake up you'd feel miserable physically and emotionally probably the next day a little scarred by what you did yeah and <laughs> And then you're just like nursing yourself the whole next day, and you did absolutely nothing like during that time. I don't know, like nothing was just done. Like I think what I crave a lot, though, and maybe it got old for me faster than most people, is like I crave like doing things, and not just doing things, but like producing or creating or building. Like growth of yourself, and yeah, just growth of myself, but also like making things so god made us all in his image right Mm -hmm. and he also he all made us to to fill the earth and subdue it but not subdue as in like take control of it and like you know uh, what's it called just completely demolish it but but take it and like make something of it you know and so he created the ultimate creation which is man who also has desires to create like he did. Like, God created the world. What's so interesting, I was reading this book by Timothy Keller during our small group, and um, he really broke down Genesis for us. And so we all understand, like, the world was created in seven days. You know, he mm-hmm. took the first three days to kind of lay out the platform. So he he laid out, like, the sky and the earth and, like, the water, and he pretty much set the setting for his three mm-hmm. days. And then the next three days, he filled it with animals, yeah. um, with beings and things like that. And the seventh day, he rested. Now, this is God, the Almighty God. He's all powerful, you know, omnipresent, omnipotent. He doesn't need seven days to create this. Right. He could just do yeah. it all at once. <laughs> like, you know, he doesn't, but he takes pleasure in the process of creating, though. Like, he did it because he found pleasure in it, yeah. though. And the seventh day, he rested, not because he's, like, tired. Like, God doesn't right. really get tired. Yeah. Um, he did it because this, like, this is the process that he works and he takes pleasure in. And so he made us in that image to create as well. And so I think in me and then also in everyone else, and obviously the things that we like to create are very different. Some people like to create music. Some people like to build businesses. Mm-hmm. Some people like to create other humans. And what I mean by that is they build other people up, therapists, yeah. counselors, other people like that. And so for me, like, I had this strong urge and yearning to like build create do something with my life and at age 18 19 20 getting wasted doing drugs like just consuming like i think that started to drive me crazy as well because like i wasn't doing what i think what i was made to do and so i was like man this gets old yeah it does 
And you just know that you're worth more than like what you're doing to yourself. Yeah. Selling yourself cheap. Yeah. Galatians 5, man. <laughs> <laughs> what Galatians a great 5 passage. message version. Yeah. The Lord says, thou shall not have cheap sex. <laughs> For anybody who is... It's, it's, there it is. Galatians 5, desires of the flesh, versus... Yeah. I'm blanking. Spirits. Fruits of the Spirit. The message version really breaks it down good for you. But honestly... So why like, do you, I want to ask you, so yeah. why do you think you take... So you're like, oh man, like the things that I take pleasure and enjoy and are like way different now than before? Yeah. Like, why do you think that is? I, don't, I think it's just like the desire. I think it really... I noticed once I started to like know God and like want that connection with him it was like i noticed that the things and like the desires of the flesh like every time you indulge in those you feel a connection like losing with god and like that's what i didn't want to lose because that was the only thing that was making me feel good like at that time was my connection with god so every time like i would dabble back into like desires of the flesh i would lose that feeling like that connection and I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to lose this. Mm. So I think just like there's just such a transitioning, like transformation, like of your heart and like what you really want and knowing things that are displeasing to God, like you don't want that. So his law like becomes like written on your heart. Like once you really start to like dive into like what your faith is and like what you're passionate about. And it just, like, it changes, like, everything. And just, like, your perception of the world and, like, what God wants for you. Like, ever since I started, like, following him, like, my life has, like, dramatically changed. And all for the better. Like, not a single thing has made it worse. Like, there's challenges, like, that I still face. But, like, nothing, like, following God has not screwed me over in any way. Like, I got a new job. I got a new place. Like... The craziest things have happened. Past year has been nuts. Literally, my last yeah. year has been insane. Like, I got a new car. I got a new job. I got, a, like, an apartment by myself. I'm like... Yeah. Of course, there's still, like, challenges that I faced, but, like... Oh, 100%. Like, every time I choose God over what the earth tells me to choose, it always works out to benefit me in the end. Yeah. Uh, it's have pretty to, crazy. I'd have to agree 100%. I think something that, that you said that I think is, like, super key is that you said to know God mm-hmm. when you know God, and then all those other things fell in place. I think that's the one thing that, at least for me growing up, I missed. Like, the true, what that, the totality of what that really means. Yeah. And so, like, oftentimes, like, I think... Like, even when I was trying to scratch and claw my way back to God, and I know I don't have to earn his salvation was given to me, but for me to get in a place where I was, like, in relationship with him, I can hear him and I can walk with him every day, because I didn't hear his voice when I came back for a while. And it scared me, because when I was very young, I did, very mm-hmm. clearly for a while. And so I wanted to get to a point where I had a relationship with God, where I could li- literally feel his presence every day, and I walk uh, with him. And so... 
but so like I often was trying not to sin. Like I was trying not to do certain things. Like mm-hmm. don't get wasted. Like don't do this. Don't whatever. Yeah. Um, but something that no one really taught me at that young age was when you truly get to know God. Like don't have a stronger faith. Just try to get to know God. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you get to know God, everything else starts to fall in place. You don't need to tell yourself because you're like you said, all your desires start to change then. Yeah. And so I think that's like so key is like when you not not try to work for God or not trying to earn God or not trying to do deeds for mm-hmm. God, but when you try to know who he is, who his heart is. Yeah. That I think is like like that's the biggest focal point. Yeah. I think that where a I lot agree. of things shift. I in agree. Your life. And it's kinda like I get I think people get so fixated on like Oh, Christianity has so many rules. Like, thou shall not do this. Thou yeah. shall not do that. Thou and shall not be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite one. What is that? Is that in the Bible? No, I don't know. That was sure. kind of in service today. Yeah. And Cody was like, people should enjoy being around you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're trying to be like Jesus, yeah. even non-believers should still enjoy being around you. Um such a clutch (laughs) it is though um but i think it's like we just miss the point that it is coming from a loving father who just wants to protect you and like when you have that realization that it's like he's not telling us that we can't have sex before marriage that we can't drink that we can't do drugs like he's not telling us that to withhold us from any joy he's doing that to give us more joy yeah and like that transformation like in your brain is like so huge that you're just like wait a second like it's not a father who's like i'm just saying these things because i'm a dictator and you can't do these things and Mm -hmm. like i feel like so frequently like we get lost in that and i was like that too like when i was younger like it was always like here's the list of things you can't do Mm -hmm. and if you're going to be a christian you cannot do any of these things yeah so but I mean, I'm the type of person, like, you tell me I can't do something, guess what I'm going to want to (laughs) do? Like, that's exactly what I did and, like, why I have the most eventful testimony that I do. (laughs) Like, because people told me I couldn't do it, but I didn't understand the purpose behind being told that I cannot do something. And God never says, like, you can't. Like, we all can. We have free will. If we couldn't, then he wouldn't have given us free will, but he gives it to us with the advising against it because he wants us to experience, like, ultimate joy. Mm -hmm. I think that's so... It's such a huge transformation, like, when you realize that, like, God has such a good heart and he is a good father versus a dictator in the sky, (laughs) (laughs) which I feel like so many people view him as. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think... You know, that's a lot of what, unfortunately, is is either taught to people or just kind of that's just the notion that's shared. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's always the that thing. That turns people off. Like, I wouldn't like that either. Right. That's the way it was described <laughs> to me, so I don't, I don't blame them, but. Yeah. That's it makes not, me so sad that yeah. people, like, have that perception of God. Because it's like every time you do break one of his commandments, like, it is just filled with. Maybe not immediately. You might be enjoying it, but like afterwards, like it's always filled with regret. Like every single time, it will be filled with some type 
of emptiness or regret or just not fulfillment. Yeah. Like you, there's no growth in anything. And every time I choose God, there's growth. There's something positive that will come out of it, even if it's in midst of a challenge. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Who would have thought? <laughs> it is crazy. And to see it, ha- I don't know, like this, Rach and I were talking and um, we we're just like reflecting like on our lives and like God just been putting us both on a crazy trajectory uh, the past couple of years and we're like looking at like she was like oh dude like if I look at where I was this same time last year I I couldn't even explain to you like we yeah. we felt like that was five years ago yeah I told her I was like I was like did you know Black Panther was released like last March it was like nine months ago I feel like that was four years was, ago yeah <laughs> I said I've been through enough to be like 36 at this point I feel like it <laughs> not even 24 yet I'm going to be, though. Yeah, it was... A lot happened. Yeah. It was a long year, not because... Not because it was a bad year, but a long year because just so much occurred. So much. A lot of I think it's weird that, like, so many people that we know had a lot of things, like, stripped. We were saying that, like, 2017, for some reason, was, like, really hard for a lot of people. And, like, 2018... Oh, 2017 was miserable. Yeah. Like, I think everybody agreed that, like, 2017 was was just, like, bad. Terrible. Just sad and bad and awful. Yeah. My my 2017 wasn't too bad until the very end, and it just kicked off real bad. (laughs) Like, it was, like, it was awful. And then 2018 was, like, the stripping of everything. And, like... Okay. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully 2019 is growth. I think it is. I mean, it can only go up from here. I, so. There's not. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot more that could happen. In a few episodes, I'm telling my whole story. Are you really? Mm-hmm. You have an epic story, so I'm pretty excited about I that. I know. It's a lot. It's a train ride. Yeah. And you tell it so well, too. I remember when you first shared it with us. We were at the Hills. Yeah. We were at the Hills we were at a restaurant. restaurant. And, uh... Lambs at that time, I think I only knew you for like a month. Yeah. And then you share your story, and I was like, dang. <laughs> I always joke that, like, I, like dang. I think God just knew I could handle everything, so he had me go through pretty much everything. We're fine now. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really short amount of time with yeah. a lot of tragic things. <laughs> I clearly don't do well, as we said, on my own. <laughs> it ended pretty quickly. <laughs> we get to dark places pretty quick. <laughs> Like some people kind of float for a while. Yeah. Like I yeah. just sustain hardcore, a normal like, low. We're like, no, no we just nosedive. <laughs> I for sure nose into everything. <laughs> yep. I was If I'm going down, going down hard. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Definitely. It's so weird. Like everything. People are like, You're crazy. I'm like, I know probably, but <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know, are you like this though? I'm very like, I'm very all or nothing though. Yeah. So I'm like one extreme or the other, which is not a good characteristic by any means, but sometimes it can be advantageous. So like when we were, when I'm like, when I was going like down a dark path, it was like, I was really going yeah, down dark. Yeah, like, no, same. Yeah, it same. was, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going like to like pace myself like here. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, no, no. <laughs> like some people who like, I tell my story to, they're just like, They'll be like, oh, yeah, I was, like, kind of drinking and partying, too. And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> that wasn't all. I just, like, that was that was very surface level for me. I went through the whole thing. 
Yeah. Go right yeah. in. Cooly man. Right in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was God smashing through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what I needed. Man, that was rough. But I'm excited to share my story. I don't know how long it's gonna be. I have a long story. It's, I think it's the perfect amount of time. It's eventful. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed though, but for me, like, it's also so like this. Now we're following Jesus. It's like I'm all in too. Yeah. So like it's it's double edged sword. Like the other way was pretty dark and it went really dark really fast. <laughs> yeah. But then like when we're here now, it's like all in for God. So it's not like halfway. Like yeah. I know some people yeah, in their I, faith. Yeah, I know what you mean. They like kind of follow. They like they go go to church every Sunday and um, I'm trying to still think of this term but like i call them like accessory christians Mm -hmm. or something where like god is an accessory yeah uh he's not like the main thing Mm -hmm. he's an accessory that complements the main thing in their lives and so um but for me it's like no like i god's not the accessory he is the main thing and everything else in my life complements god yeah Yeah, yeah. and so like i kind of went i think i'm like that crazy about jesus and (laughs) yeah it's like i think yeah i'm the same way like when i partied i partied hard hard, and like that's all that anything matters and now when you worship you worship now when i worship i worship hard like (laughs) there's no median there is no medium in my life so you know what my word like word of the year like I think we had a, a January service last year, and mm-hmm. it's like, what is your word for yeah. 2018? My word was balance. Oh, no. <laughs> God was just calling you out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, you need, to, you need to find that middle ground. Yeah. I mean, I think it's good to go all in, but also you can burn out. You don't want to burn out. I don't yeah. burn out. But I'm like, I'm like naturally like that for everything, though. Yeah. Like, if I'm getting involved like in an in a new like like side business or venture or project mm-hmm. it's like it's all of it or if i have like yeah. a new obsession hobby it's like i will be on wikipedia for like three weeks i <laughs> know <laughs> 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 i could tell you everything you need to know yeah. about some like very obscure obsession i had for like nine months and that's interesting so it's like it's in all parts it's of my life everything I'm, god's like okay let's like find a healthy balance of Mm-hmm. yeah i'm the same way i think what do you have a current what, what's your current obsession i don't know probably this yeah <laughs> yeah That's i don't know one. i yeah i think they're all healthy i'm just like i love i think i'm just like uncovering like what my talents are mm. and like trying to utilize them all for god and trying to like figure out what that looks like yeah so it's like really exciting so i think i'm legitimately just like obsessed with god which is such like a jesusy answer yeah (laughs) people are like oh please oh god (laughs) it's one of these girls but no like legitimately like it's so exciting to me like i feel like if i heard me say this Mm. like five years ago like i'm obsessed with jesus like i would imagine like me like sitting in my room like with candles lit, not going to anything, just like praying to God at all times. Like, oh, that was your boring. image of what it was like? That was like? like my image of like, if I said I'm obsessed with God or like wow. just boring things. But like God is so exciting. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. For like, a period of time, I was like, can we slow down? Like, this is like intense. <laughs> yeah, like I need to same, chill. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> like, 
Oh, yeah. Like, when he gave me my job. Like, in one week, I moved, I got a new job, and, like, everything was chaos. Yeah. And, like, everything was time. everything was good, but, like, I was like, God, this is a lot. Yeah. Like, can we just be normal for a Maybe second? Should... Like, can I just write this just out? Coast to seg. <laughs> catch my breath. <laughs> yeah. Because it's real. Like, you... I heard, like, the most dangerous prayer to pray is, God, make me a vessel. Because, hmm. oh, get ready. A storm is coming. He'll <laughs> take like, you up on that. Crazy stuff is going to happen. But it's seriously so exciting for me. Because I'm such, like, an adrenaline junkie, too. Uh-huh. And I think that's why I love the party scene, too. Yeah. It's such an adrenaline rush to, like, yeah. walk into a bar and, like, have... Tear the place up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tear the place up. Get the most attention. Be the girl that, like, the I would try to find the hottest guy there and be like, he's going to want me by the end of the night. And it was, like, a challenge of, like... Oh my gosh, like the adrenaline. Yeah. That's like what I was like addicted to. Yeah. So God like knows that I love adrenaline. So he's just filling it with like really Same. cool things that are going on. Cause like I'll get bored of something. Same. And so like. He's I, keeping me on my toes. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that though. Cause like people who like normally fill it with like, like crazy stuff. There's like a statistic. I, I don't know what the specific number is, but it's like a very high percentage of like. Um, like people who are in like like drug abusers or prostitutes who live like a really fast and like really adrenaline filled even though yeah. it's unsafe and it was dark yeah. adrenaline filled life and when they went to rehab and they went to like a safe house and things like yeah. that there was like a super high percentage of them going back and the reason for that is they had mm-hmm. nothing to fill They're, they said they were bored they had nothing yeah. that would like yeah. get them going that was as exciting as what they were doing even though what yeah. they were doing before was like miserable it was still, like, exciting. Exciting, yeah. And, and I think God totally knows that I need excitement in so my life. So he filled that with other things that are healthier yeah. for you. It's and all exciting. Really? What's one, like, what's one of those things that he substituted? I don't, it just, like, everything happens so fast. Like, I went to church. I got involved in 1829. I got involved in a small group. Like, all these people became my friends, like, really quickly. And I'm getting to know, like, all these people just, like thing after thing was like placed in front of my lap and it's like and then I got like a different job at a different lumber yard and then I got my job like he like at the school and like being a teacher and literally like every month something has happened like like, I got a new car I got a new job I got in like new friends I got and it's just it's crazy like now I have like this podcast thing that's been on my brain since like May and I'm like I'm not doing it but like so it's just like now I'm like starting a ministry like for teenagers and like all this stuff like which is so cool, by the way. It's so exciting. Yeah. Like, all this stuff is so crazy. And, like, whenever... And then, like, when I shared my testimony at 1829, it was, like, that was definitely a moment of... Dude. Like, just the, everything turned at that point. I was so point. proud. Thanks. I was taking pictures, too, on the sides. <laughs> I felt like the dad. I, I like, know. <laughs> I have them still. I don't know why. Like, I'm putting an album together was... of, like, my small group of like, things that... I don't know. I don't know how it's going to look, but I sound yeah. like my mom now. <laughs> I put this CD together of pictures from our last vacation. That it's not what she good. sounds like, but... But it's just, that was a big turning event, because I feel like that was when all of my vulnerability was just out there. Yeah. But, like, I gave it all to God, and I was like, well, I'm yours, so do with me as you will. And it's been, it's been anything but boring. Like, anybody who says, like, a Christian's life is boring does not know a real Christian. They don't, yeah, they don't know. They don't know Rachel they don't Lambert. Know. They don't know. 
or Jonathan on. Oh. Yeah, I, I like filled it. I got I went and bought a motorcycle. That's how I filled it. And then almost died too. It gets too. pretty crazy. Yeah. Everything happens really quickly and it's really exciting. But I also think like there's action steps to be taken too. Because like you can have a boring life as a Christian, but you could. Yeah. Like but I think, I think that anyone, you're though. just not you can obeying. Be boring. Yeah. No matter what, it's just. Or are you following? Like, God's plan is not normal. Mm-hmm. It's not. Weird things happen. We were just talking about this. Like, every time somebody has, like, a come-to-Jesus moment, it's always, oh, I wasn't supposed to be here at this time. I just happened to see this person. Yes. We just happened to have this conversation. And it's always something crazy. Like, it's never a normal, calm, whatever situation. I think that goes back to, so, like, back to, like, the Christians that are born. I think that goes back to, like, I don't know, I need to find a better term for this, but the accessory Christians. Mm-hmm. So, like, the people who are so comfortable at where they are, and they have their life, they have their relationships, their jobs, their yeah. activities, whatnot, and then they have God as an accessory, like, uh, off to the side. And so as good things happen in their lives, they, they praise him off to the side, or when bad things happen, they go to him and they pray to him off yeah. the side. But he's just this thing that they kind of interact with when necessary. He's an accessory. He compliments, like, their life. Instead of the people who have this flipped, where God is your life, like, mm-hmm. he is the nucleus, he's the center, he is the main thing, and everything else in your life complements him. So your job, your career complements God. Your relationships with other people complements Jesus. Your relationship with your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, really, like, really compliments jesus like everything you do like how i interact with people on the bus compliments jesus like when god's the main thing i don't think it's possible for your life to be boring right i agree like that's when those crazy things happen like oh i wasn't supposed to be here but like this happened and like just by you living your life like think like crazy stuff i don't know maybe maybe we if anyone's out there your life's boring don't be ashamed your life's boring (laughs) And, and, and you think God is the center of your life, he's not an accessory, please email us or, or text us. I really want to know. I want to know, know if you're too. out there. I know there's outliers. I don't think there's an outlier for this. So prove me wrong. And Rachel will buy you lunch. Oh. If you exist. That's true. Because I don't believe you exist. Yeah. It might also be Taco Bell. Because that's about <laughs> all I can afford. All right. I'll buy you Taco Bell. <laughs> Crunchwrap Supreme is one of the best inventions um, that was put on this earth. I haven't had one in years because I'm a vegetarian. I'm sorry. It's been two and a half years since I've eaten a crunch wrap. I know. I don't know what would happen to me if I ate one. I might die. I get sick. I might get really sick. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's not just meat. It's Taco Bell meat. It's great. Maybe I'd be okay. Maybe it's not really meat. I might still be a vegetarian. How long has it been (laughs) since you've eaten meat? Two years. Oh, you'd like be okay. I think. Ago. I think I forgot what I forgot what the I math right. is, but I think once you hit like seven years or something, like your body stops producing like certain enzymes to break yeah. down proteins from from meat, and so yeah. you would get kind of sick. But I think you're fine. You want to we'll try see. it? No, <laughs> not necessarily. If I'm gonna break it, it's gonna be on something that's not Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell's the bomb. I don't know what you're well, talking about. All right. Well, thank you, John, so much for coming and being a guest. Thank you for having me on. This was fun. For anybody who wants to email if they have a boring life, (laughs) 
heartsunglued at gmail.com. I won't believe you. I'll challenge you on it. Yeah, let us know. I would love, I would love to meet you. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I will talk to you next week. Make sure you look at the Instagram for everything on John and just any other information that you guys are looking for. Thanks. See you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast, Hearts Unglued. I hope you all loved listening to our conversation and got some comfort in remembering that you are never alone. God knows our hearts and is just waiting for us to surrender it all to Him. You can find me either at my website, Hearts Unglued, which is heartsunglued.wordpress.com or my Instagram, at heartsunglued. Thank you again for listening, and I'll be back next week with another topic on the common struggles as a young Christian adult in the modern world. See you then. Hey guys, so if you're still listening, um, I just want all of you guys to be aware of how much of an advocate I am for a real life situation, and I run a background recording um, before I... I usually press record before I start recording on my software. So sometimes I get little bits and pieces of the conversation that we were having before I pressed record. Um, and the one with Jonathan Hahn was just too funny not to share. He might kill me for sharing this, but I was cracking up. So I figured you guys might want to listen to it too and just hear all the reality that happens before I press the play button. Um, so here you go. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I always get sweaty hands before I press record. I don't know if that's a caffeine or... <laughs> it's just... I don't know. It's probably just caffeine. <laughs> I didn't have my nap today. Oh. All right, go ahead. <laughs> we can always edit it, right? Yeah, I don't like to edit it, though. No? I like, I like it raw, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That makes me nervous. <laughs> I was fine before. It's the real deal. I was like, man, I'm gonna I wanna hear the final cut edit before this thing goes out, but it's not gonna get edited, so I'm like, oh no. No editing. Oh no. Okay. Ready?